Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. another one this is episode three of season two mingling its own nature with it which sounds like coming in five minutes um i'm brand i'm i'm brandon yeah i'm Derek. that's brandon that's scar <laughs> scar why you look so bemused that's the best word for it bemused because you are not letting this coming in five minutes thing go he <laughs> said i'm coming in five minutes and i just had quite no he with said it. i'm coming and he said i'm coming I need five minutes. I'm just impressed. That's all I'm saying. Like it, it porn, it, porn he, hub, porn hub would hire the nigga. He spelled it with an O. If I was coming and it took five it minutes, I would make sure that that all oh, skeet, 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 skeet was landing in the background while I spun in the circle. He spelled it with an O. There's no issue here. So, Brandon, how are you doing? Oh, I'm cool. You're not great? Yeah, I'm cool. Oh. Okay, is everything okay, Brandon? I just say I'm cool. He just got finished doing yard work. Ain't nobody that cool after doing yard work. You know, work. I actually used to enjoy doing yard work. I hate Um, that. Not for the yard work itself, just for the smell of the cut grass. I love the smell of cut grass, I which is weird because... Grass makes me itch like a motherfucker, but the smell of grass. Fresh cut grass makes me sneeze. Something terrible. It probably is something terrible. Terrible, terrible. Terrible, terrible. Tragic! (laughs) So, in this episode, um, Scar, what, what... I mean, you've already seen the entire thing, but Brandon, overall, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, I'm kind of trying to remember the episode. All right, cool. I got it. I got it. You you don't I remember think this it. Is a, this is a really strong episode. It started um, 
What happened this episode? It started started I, giving I us a, a couple answers to some questions that we had, mm-hmm. um, and now we have we have a couple of new questions, um, some of which gets um, taken care of in the next episode, which is Thanks, great. Thank which you, is Carl. great. I, I, I didn't spoil anything. Thank you, but, but it's there's some there's some things in the next episode where we we get a few answers about some things, um, especially when it comes to Mrs. S. Um, and like I'm, I'm like really, I'm, I really like the episode. But next, oh, episode. this is the one where they was out in the woods. Okay, yes, yes. yes. Speaking of okay. speaking of Miss S, I love the fact that at the beginning Felix and Sarah were just as stunned that we are that Miss S is Joanna Wick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like they're like, where did she get a rifle? She cooks and does dishes. <laughs> But she also has a big ass fucking shotgun for when shit go down. She told them anybody can hunt out here. Like, how did you not see the signs? Like, if my mom said some off the wall shit to me, I'd remember it vividly. Even when she realized she, y'all know, y'all know how black parents do. They say some off the wall shit to you in a moment of just they want to be close to you or they they just need to get it off their chest. And then like a year later, they're like, I don't remember saying that. I didn't say that. I think you're making that up. Accurate. But uh, also, Felix had to sleep outside on the bike of a truck bed, and, and Sarah was like, it's camping. And Felix is like, it's it's homeless. I feel homeless. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Actually, in my mind, anything outside sleeping is homeless. Yes. I, I, I don't I I don't even think like I don't even look at camping as something cool. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just that seems like a terrible fucking idea. Like there's bugs and shit, and like I mean, and at this juncture, you can't even say, well, if you got a tent, it's camping because unfortunately, you know, because we won't give them all these vacant houses in the area. Homeless people sleep in tents. Yep, especially in California. God bless us. Um. But while that's going on at the bird watcher's house, Daniel shows up and he sees nothing but the bodies of Barry and Brenda. Um, so, he, you know, he's looking for Kira, of course. And while he's looking, a truck pulls up outside and Mark and Heinrich Johansson get out. Uh, but they're disappointed that they failed in their assignment. Not that, you know, Brenda and, and Barry are dead or anything, but, you know, that they failed. And, and Henrik, Heinrich, Heinrich, we'll call him Heinrich. Onric tells Mark that they have to do what they got, which is Helena. And then he's like, take care of this. <laughs> Mark's just dousing everything with uh, gasoline. Just set it on fire. Take it all down. Um, as they leave the house, uh, Daniel holds up a picture of Kira, which, okay, that's your job, I guess, to find Kira. Which didn't make sense at the end, but still. Um... As they near a small town, Felix is talking about how he can't use his credit card and Kira agrees because they would track them. And Felix looks at her like, how the fuck you know who they are? <laughs> um, exactly. So there's a small store and basically they use play number 39, which is where Kira goes in first and, and distracts the owner by stealing a pack of like sweet tarts. And then um, Sarah comes in and she's like, I told you, monkey, I have to give you the money first. And she's like, here's the money. And while Kira's getting 
lightly apprehended for or talked to for stealing or trying to steal, Felix is housing everything. <laughs> right. And when Felix walks out the door, the dude tries to talk to him, but Sarah's like, here's the money. And they're like, thank you for your time. I wonder if they have names for their shit like like I used to have with my homeboys when we were kids. Like, what are we doing? Double take. All right, I got you. You know what I mean? D- double take? What the fuck is this? Ocean's t- Eleven? Yeah, double take. You go you go in the store and you buy something. Um, and you, you buy something and then you go back to that area. You grab another one of what you just bought. Put the other one in your pocket and you drop it on the ground. Start walking towards the door. Patch your pockets and go back and pick the second one up. Now you have two. The fuck is this? Leverage? Like, how the fuck do you have names for your shit? <laughs> because we used to do some gravity I shit. thought, wait, wait, wait. You told me, and I quote, I wasn't a piece of shit until I met Sherry. Sherry taught me how to be a thug. No. I said I didn't I didn't do stuff like skipping school and stuff like that. I did steal from the store. Absolutely. I mean, who didn't? I remember my cousin stole from... Of course, Brandon didn't. Of course, Brandon didn't. Geeky-ass nerd. Snitch-ass nigga. I'm from Newport News, though. What are you talking about? Like He's from, from Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> He's from Baltimore, but, like, you're 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 Mr. Sports Star. You got to keep your nose clean, ass nigga. Like, you know what I mean? No, he's Mr. <laughs> I'm going to call my mom and tell on you. <laughs> I'm from Baltimore. Nothing about you screens Baltimore. The two people I know from Baltimore have nothing that makes me think, okay, these niggas from Baltimore. Because the other nigga, Tyrone, don't seem nothing like Baltimore either. Mm-mm. He's very PG. Mm-hmm. He's very PG. He's Yeah, he young. seems like he's from Prince George County. Yeah, he's he's very PG. Prince George's. George's. Yeah, you sound like it too. I don't sound like I'm from Prince George's County at all. No. <laughs> no, nah, because you sound like you're from fucking Anne Arundel. <laughs> I don't sound like I'm from Anne Arundel either. I just like saying Anne Arundel. They talk like the, they talk like the people on the white part, the white season of the wire. And uh, I was on the docks. I went to <laughs> fucking Ziggy. I went to. You could, it's, it's called Anne Arundel. I, I never yeah, actually tried to pronounce it. I went there one time, but it was for a birthday party for the person that we're talking about. So that's the, we went to like a Dave and Buster's or some shit like that. And I had like the most luxurious fucking drink in Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Dave and Buster's that's at, um, Arundel Mills. Yeah. Yep. That's where I was. I, I, I got a little hotel near there. And then, um, we went over there for like a little birthday get together and it was a good time, but I had this drink. It was like a strawberry watermelon, something or other. That but place the, is lit now. It's a casino the, there, but the watermelon, right? The watermelon, it was ice cubes that were made from pureed watermelon. And those things were fucking fantastic. I I always said that I was going to try to recreate that shit um, at home, and then I just never did. Because I don't drink much. So, I need Angela- some drinks for this weekend. WrestleMania. I need to get lit when I'm going Woo! to WrestleMania. Woo! No, you don't. No, yes, you I don't. do. No, you don't. I don't need to be sober for that long ass show. Nigga, you're the one who paid for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to not go to WrestleMania when it's 10 minutes from my house. True. So Angie visits Art at his apartment and says, you know, the girl in the hospital is gone. She was just whirled out by somebody. And Art's like, why the fuck are you still looking into this? And she's like, you fucking. What the fuck, Art? 
Who the that fuck are Andrew's you right now? Completely wrong. Exactly. Who the fuck are you? Like, why are you just giving yes, up your is. duties as a cop? Yes, she is. No, right now. As a cop, like as a police officer, that's what you're supposed you're supposed to be like. Why is it six people who look exactly alike and three of them are dead? Like I feel like that's what a police officer is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But Art don't tell her that he know he know what the fuck it is. He just tell her to stay away. I hate when people do that. Right? Like parents do that shit all the time when they tell their kids, "Don't do this." Why? Because I just said don't do it. Because well, I said kid, so. The kids so, going to be like, that's not a reason. <laughs> I'm going to do it. If it's you would have told them why. It's the best of reasons, nigga, you're going to die. It's the best of reasons, and it's the worst of reasons. Exactly. <laughs> if you told them why, there's a better chance they wouldn't do it. Not necessarily, because they might not understand why. I mean, this is this is from being a parent. They might not understand why they shouldn't do what they're going to do. So you try to warn them so they don't make the mistakes that you probably made when you were a kid. Um, but, like, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But, like, then you could be like, nigga, I told you. Like, that's part of being a parent is holding that holding yeah. that over their head forever. Yes, that's what I was going to say. That's what you want. The nigga, goal nigga. with that is for them to do it, and then you tell them that they're wrong. Nigga, I told you. I told you <laughs> flat out, this is going to happen that way. You ain't listen to me. Now look at you. Like, that's part of being a parent. I do that shit all the fucking time. What are we talking about here? And like Art knows so the much truth. In it. Art I'm, knows the truth. All, all Art got to do is say, hey, man, listen. But I don't know. At this point, there's a bunch of people that know they clones. So how, what is one more person? Basically. Um, you don't want this person to know. Because she's, she's got so much of a hard on for this shit. Like, there's got to be another reason to this. Because, like, there's been, the case has been closed at work. She's doing this on her we, off time. You see this all the time on cop shows. Where the, where the commission comes in and be like, "All right, guys, we got to get off of this case." And then, the, and then they beat, and then the detectives go, "Are y'all getting off?" Nope, because we know what it's going to be. We're going to prove it to be right. But like, I mean, I get that it's Canada and everything, but you ain't got no more else, no, no more work to do. You ain't got no more cases. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you can <laughs> you can fucking show up randomly to 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 a suspect. And try to pretend like you want to be their friend and shit. Like, you got time to do that? Don't you got fucking work to do? That's so, a good point. So. Playoff P. What? Oh, I'm watching my, my Clippers while, we, while we're recording. Playoff P is back. You know, the GOAT. Your can you at least say, like, if you're going to say something out of nowhere, can you at least... Act like it has something to do with the show. You're a Clippers fan? That must be no. a depressing fucking life, bro. It no, was. because he just became a Clippers fan when they got good. No, I wasn't. I've been Don't a Clippers lie. fan since I was Word. since the year two thousand. Year two thousand. So 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 yes. so so you and Clipper Dale, y'all homies? Because my favorite player in college was Quentin Richardson at DePaul. And Quentin Richardson got drafted by the Clippers, and so I became a Clippers fan. So when they had Quentin Darius Richardson Miles, was there, they had the knuckleheads. Yeah, who else did they have? They had Darius Miles, they had Keon Doolin, Eric Piekowski, Lamont Murray. Yeah, they, they got Elton Brand. What, you want me to keep going? Like, I'm no, a Clippers fan. I'm just, honestly, honestly, 
I'm just like that. That was a good year for them, even though they didn't do that well in 2000. I liked the group; like they had fun together, and the knuckleheads yes. were getting down, and Eric was getting his little shots up, and then Elton Brand came out, and folks were like, "Now's the time," and they didn't do nothing. And then Lob City came about, and that's when they started to really take off. And that's when we started being good. So it's been, it was the It still ain't win shit. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you. And playoff. We the one last play, year if Kawhi didn't get hurt, though. We the one last year. Really? Kawhi is, the, uh, is unreliable as fuck. Like, and they had Corey Maggette, and they had Earl Boykins, little Corey Spaghetti. Lamar Odom was still there, I think, at that time. Corey Spaghetti. Okay, let's let's get back to it. We was lit. Okay, let's get back to it. You know it was lit. Let's get back to it. Yeah, like the blunts that they used. Let's 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 let's, let's get back. That team should have been so much better. No, they shouldn't have. The fuck were they gonna do? They were literally in the same division as the Kings and the Lakers. What the fuck were they gonna do in two thousand? At least make the playoffs. <laughs> the fuck? How the fuck were they gonna do that? Playoffs? They had to deal with the Kings, the <laughs> the Kings, the Lakers, the Spurs. <laughs> Wait, so in the Pacific Division, hold on, the Kings, the Lakers, they had to deal with the fucking Suns. <laughs> this this when everybody this when the West was literally the powerhouse of the NBA. And then you had the Clippers. Clippers should have been there. The Clippers and the Warriors, because at that point in time, that was when Jason Richardson and Barron were with the... Uh, Barron was still with the Hornets at that point. So it was... Uh, okay. That boy so, Baron Cole. I don't care what nobody said. That boy Baron, that boy Baron Cole. Remember yeah, when he sorry, went upstairs on fucking AK-47? Bruh. He killed that nigga, yo. It's kind of like, and uh, kind of like, you know, with the uh, when Kevin Johnson cheated and climbed up Akeem Olajuwon. But you know what? He's he pushed, been doing he's, that. He's been he doing that his whole life. He's been climbing up on people who didn't want him to climb on them for years. Yeah, because he was the mayor at some point, right? He was the mayor of Sacramento, and he spent half his time at a high school getting at them young chicks to quote Snoop Dogg, which is still a problematic line. Snoop Dogg and only in California with Mac 10 and Ice Cube said, um, hanging at the high school, getting at them young bitches. Very problematic. Snoop, you were like, Snoop was like 25, 26 when he said that line. No, he didn't. No, he wasn't talking about when he was a young kid. At least they they used the word adolescent. Like damn dog, like that. That, that nigga said a lot younger. <laughs> that yeah, nigga yeah. said the West Side niggas is real turf bangers. East Side niggas is real turf bangers. Ride as we slide, hitting on switches, hanging at the high school, getting at them young bitches. <laughs> that ain't young. <laughs> Married to his high school sweetheart, the whole fucking. It's time. funny you brought that up because right before we got on. I was coming for five minutes because I'm a nerd. When I was Stop. outside doing when I was doing yard work, I was listening to um, a podcast. Well, it was a radio show that was in a podcast form, mm-hmm. and it was um, my guy Ellie Mistal and this white woman debating <laughs> cancel culture, and they were debating cancel culture, right? And then then they had callers calling, and literally right before I got on, this white dude calls in, and he goes. Yeah, you always pick the most extreme examples. 
and the people on the left are hypocrites. And then he goes, because you know, I'll give you a perfect example. You don't hear anybody on the left talking about they they want to cancel everybody on the right for misogynistic comments, but you don't hear them canceling hip hop artists for misogynistic and anti gay oh, comments. So, <laughs> and so, right before I went on, Ellie Mustall goes. Oh, God. And I didn't even get to hear his response, which I know is hilarious. And then I just cut it off and got on. So, Brandon, you you know that group. I'm in the video game group, the Extreme Arcade group. Yeah. One of the white people from that group, and I'm pretty certain, you know, there's a lot of them who are probably Trump supporters and Republicans and all that kind of shit. I don't care. All I'm like is I don't want to talk to y'all. I just want bang, bang, bang. I just want to get my arcade system. That's it. One of them, however, trudged out of that group and said some fuckery in the actual world of Facebook. I guess he did a whole post about how um, a song was on in his car and it was a rapper and he was singing along lustily and his daughter stopped him and said, Dad, you can't say that word. It's a bad word. This guy is white. I just want to restate that. And so his like 10 year old daughter stops him and is like, you can't say that word. We can't say that word. And he was like, why not? The rapper is saying that word. And she was like, well, the rapper's black. You can't say that word. So then the motherfucker tags me in the post and asks me if he could say the word. (laughs) Wow. That's a perfect story. (laughs) And, oh my God. When I say he got dragged across the street, it was, oh. I would have asked him where he lives. And then I would have said, yeah, you know, the best way to get approval for that word is to go into whatever city is where you live. (laughs) Go to a pickup game and start singing the song. Everybody will sing in and you'll be the the person. You'll be the most popular motherfucker out there. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it happened on, um, what's what's that, Down to Earth? Which boy, Chris Rock? When he was when somebody drove by, when he you know he was he died and he was put in the body of an old white man. And, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then he he was he was singing DMX. And, yeah. I do <laughs> and, remember that. And he was and, and he forgot he was an old white man, and somebody punched him in his fucking face. Yeah, yeah, that shit was funny. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, I had I had a situation with a trumpet. Um, recently, uh, with the world's most opinionated delivery man, like you know, like I'm not gonna talk about all this other stuff, but he walked past my boss's car. My boss just upgraded um, about a week ago to uh, electric hybrid Rav Four. Mm-hmm. That shit, that shit, dope as fuck. But like he, he had, you know, so it was plugged in, and he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry." <clears throat> Oh, an electric car must be one of them Biden fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Wait a minute! Like you are here to deliver something. Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? You know, <laughs> wait till they, wait till they see that electric F one fifty and how it can and how it can. Uh, if your if your power goes out, it can power your house for three days. The white people, them Trump supporters, are gonna be lined up to get that F one fifty. Like and, then, 
the worst part about it is he spoke to the the you know because my the people that I work closest with is two white ladies. One of them is a former Trump supporter, and the other one is a Facebook Republican. Um, so he spoke to the Facebook Republican because that's who he was delivering. That's that who was accepting the delivery. It was like, are you a Biden fan? And she was like, hell no. And she started speaking like him. And she has a really deep voice. Um, she was like, hell no. I don't, I don't get down with that shit. And then they then they kept talking after the fact. But like, it's like, come on, dog. Like, just because you have a, a an electric car, you must be a Biden fan. It's like, it's not, but it's, it's not a bad assumption. I mean, I would get an electric car if I could fucking afford one. It don't matter who the fuck I give a shit about. I imagine most people who have electric cars, I bet you the percentage is heavily, if they voted, they voted Democrat. I'm willing to bet. Yeah, but if you have you seen gas prices? Like, you know what Man, I mean? I'm so mad right now that I don't have an electric car because of gas prices. Exactly. Sure. I haven't exactly. mentioned gas Even if you're October. Trump- Shut up, Brandon. Even if you're a trumpet, like if you look fucking at the Tesla gas prices, owner, baby, over here bragging about how he hasn't seen gas prices since October because he's got a fucking Tesla. <laughs> right? Man, you want to fight him? I want to reach through the phone like Ghost Dad and just choke this nigga out right now. Yeah, my boss. My boss has solar panels too. Like he's he's about that. Life. I'm gonna get a Tesla. You right, babe? I'm gonna get a Tesla. All right, all back, right. To, back to the show. Back to the okay. show. Okay. Oh, because you don't want me to. You don't want to be happy for me, Scar. I said I'm getting a Tesla now. It's like back to the show. No, all right, have, fine, fine. Have, it's okay. It's okay. So Sarah, Felix, you and Kira. Tesla, and, and, the, the, so Sarah, Felix. They got other electric cars besides Tesla. We almost bought one. This we nigga said I'm not getting one anytime soon. He's a hater. This nigga had to wait months when he when he He's ordered. A oh hater. yeah, well, yeah. You gotta you gotta this wait nigga, a long time. This nigga had to wait months to order his. Like, well, actually, I didn't because I got on. He got wanted on, a special uh, one, and he went on the special site to find one. So no, I wanted a regular one. They told me it was going to take like five months or four months, and then I went on Discord and I found this guy who created this algorithm that hit the Tesla API. Directly, so they whenever so what happens is sometimes people don't buy them, they like pre order them and don't buy them, and so then they go into inventory. And so when they hit inventory, they just hit the website and they usually go in like five minutes. So this guy hit the Tesla API so that we could get alerted whenever a Tesla hit inventory before it actually hit the official website and go on there and buy it. And so that's how I got mine, I didn't have to wait. Okay. I got you. But it was just, it was the same Tesla. It was just one that somebody else bought or well, reserved and then didn't buy. Backed out on. Or, or no. So, like I was and trying they, to say you before. You got a big family. They don't make Tesla minivans. It's it me, Devin, and it's Devin, Nisha, and myself. What are you talking about? I have a big family. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they got Teslas that seat seven people. I wouldn't. I I'll, just fuck, I'll, just, I'll just fuck it with Rashad. Don't be I fucking just, with me because I'll be coming in five minutes. Shut the fuck up. Like, what? Stop that. <laughs> I don't think I'm buying a gas car again. My next car is going to be that F 150 Lightning. So, anyhow, I don't want to hear about none of this. So, Sarah, Felix, and Kara are eating outside because, you know, they're camping. And Sarah's like, I know the area, and there's a house nearby that we can go to. Um, and it's well furnished and well stocked. And Felix is like, I wonder who the owner is. And Sarah's like, mm. well, here's the thing. She said, I know the area. And it was like, and he was like, you do. 
And then, like, she and then she tried to play it off, like, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of people with cabins and stuff like that. We could just get into one of those. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, something's not right about this, but I, I mean, I want to sleep in a bed and I don't want to step in, in, in poop. So I guess I'll roll with you on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he gave her the side eye of side eyes, like, what do you know about this place? <sighs> So at we go back to Allison's house where Donnie is sleeping on the couch. Like, why the fuck are you sleeping on the couch, ma'am? Does she tell you you have to go sleep on the couch? Like, is this where your relationship is right now? I have so many questions. But she's he's sleeping on the couch, and Allison is vigorously channeling um, her Saturday morning black mother vibe by vacuuming right next to where he's sleeping. And then, oh, you're awake. Yeah. All she needed was some Al Green playing loudly. <laughs> Wait, oh, you're awake. Right next to your ear. Oh, you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're awake, you can watch the baseboards. What? What? The baseboards. What? Why? Because somebody's coming over next Thursday. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cleaned my baseboards, dog. It's like, torture. I don't think I've ever done it. Like I, I may have swept it sometimes. Like when you sweep it out, and you, just, you know, do you run the broom across it? But I don't think I ever cleaned my baseboards. Baseboards and and the upper corners, the upper corners of the house where you got to get the broom up there to get the webs down. No, nah, dog, you put a um, you put a dryer sheet around the tennis ball and throw that bitch. My mom would never let us throw balls in the house, which is why when I got older and got to college, I was throwing my balls everywhere. So. She's still mad at Donnie, obviously. I said, I said that one up. I, you know what? I set it up. You knocked it down. It's okay. She's still mad at Donnie, obviously. And Donnie's like, I was just worried about you when I followed you and Sarah Stubbs to the uh, cemetery because I thought, you know, you haven't cried yet. Have you cried? <laughs> this is, Have you cried, sweetheart? And she's like... No, leave me alone. And he's like, you know what? I have a better idea. Why don't you sit down on the couch and I'll relax you. I'm best in the morning. And she's like, I just showered. (laughs) Uh, Kasima and Delphine are at Dr. Leakey's office and Dr. Leakey's not there. They're now together together. And personally, I can't trust the word Delphine says. Um... No matter what, I don't know how Kasima is, Cam, but she fell right back into it. But Delphine's like, while we're here, the reason why I brought you in here, because Kasima's like, it would be funny if I put an electric eel into his plants. And he's like, I created life. But Delphine's like, we're here for a reason. And it's videos of another clone, another one, Jennifer Fitzsimmons. Um, And it's her video journal of her progress dealing with her lung problems. Which started six months before Katja Obinger. Um, and it's really fucked up. She died three days prior to Kasima and Delphine going through her videos. Um, a police. I want to know how much it costs to grow one of these clones. Because, like, in the boys, right? In the boys, it costs $19 billion. For every member of the seven that they created with Compound V, right? $19 billion. And these are real people that they just inject or they 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 put they they get them born with 
powers by you know, whatever injecting compound V in the fetuses or whatever. Nineteen billion dollars to grow to get them to be superheroes. They growing people. How many how many people just at this time? Nine that we've seen. That we've seen. I think we've seen time. nine already. So how much does it cost to make a clone? Five six dollars. I think I think I mean uh, you you would think that the, that the dyad group I mean he says that they were working on all kinds of shit like vaccines and all of that kind of stuff so you know that they have a lot of money and they probably use all of that money to finance all of this shit on the back end. So out on the country road near where Sarah and Felix and Kira are, there's a uh, policeman who's examining the truck that Sarah abandoned. Um, the plates are gone, but he's reading the VIN number and doing police work like Art should do. Um, and back at the, and back at the Johansson farm, Mark and Gracie are looking in at Helena and Gracie's like, I don't like it. (laughs) And Mark's like, yo, your dad said you gotta be nice to her. So Gracie brings Helena her food tray and says the father wants Helena to join their family, even though she's barely human. (laughs) Elena's like, nah, I'm good. I have a family. I have a twin. I have a sestra. I have a plemonestra, which is a niece. I didn't even know that. Plemonestra. I wanted to look that up because it sounds like you would say, I have plemonestra and my hair grew back. (laughs) But you can't use it if you have loose bowels or if you're pregnant or planning on being pregnant or (laughs) it may cause death. Thank you, Plemonestra. Yeah, <laughs> like like the like the the antidepressants. <laughs> like it may cause depression. Then why the fuck am I taking this? Exactly. <laughs> this antidepressant pill may cause suicidal ideations. Wait, what? No, that's literally what I'm trying to fight against. Like, if it ain't one thing, it's another. So Felix wakes Sarah up because he hears somebody outside of the summer house and the man opens the door and he and Felix briefly scuffle until Sarah calls out the newcomer's name, which is Cal. Brandon, did y'all have Cal Worthington in Baltimore? What's Cal Worthington? Scar, did y'all have Cal Worthington in uh, Virginia? I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm guessing not. Okay. Cal Worthington, I, I didn't know if he was just a California thing, but Cal Worthington and his dog Spot were like the thing here in, uh, I guess it was California, I didn't know, but his uh, thing was, if you want to get good prices, go see Cal, and it was him and his dog Spot, and I guess it was just up and down the California coast, but... Must be. Yeah, that's what I thought of when they said Cal. Um yeah, the nigga was wild. He was out there with tigers and shit. Little white, not a little white dude, but still. Here's Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. If you want a better buy, go see Cal. Like that kind of thing. While he's out there half naked, uh, soaping down a cow. Like weird shit. Anyhow, um, oh, this is Cal. He's down in 13. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He was old in the 80s. Uh, but Cal Morrison is the one that Sarah's talking about. I mean, he was born in 1920. Yeah, that's how I know he didn't like me when I came to one of his shops. That's why I probably got a bad rate. My rule is if you were born in the 20s or the 30s, you're racist. 
That's not true. It's my rule. You've either been steeped in racism in your formative years or you lived through racism in your formative years, making you also hating white people. So. Also, the 40s and the 50s. In the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. No, no, no. Maybe not then. If you were born in the 60s, then by the time you were 10, you were in the 70s, and you may not remember. But if you were born in the 20s, you lived through times where niggas were able to be called niggas. Maybe. So, you yeah. may not have been around it. Uh, he's, he was born in Oklahoma. I don't know when he went to California, but he was born in Oklahoma. He mm. was around that shit. He was around it deeply. So, uh, Cal's like, the last time he saw Sarah, she got him for $10,000 in his car. And then Kira comes downstairs because, because he always, Kira always knows the right time to show up. And uh, Sarah picks her up and introduces Cal as an old friend. And Kira looks at, her, looks at him for one second and is like, is you my daddy? And Cal is like smiling, but then he looks at Sarah, and Sarah just looks stunned. And he was like, "Maybe I am the daddy." And Kira Cal's like, knowing. "Hmm, here be no one, yo." Right? And Cal was like, "Is this another scam of yours?" And Sarah's like, "No, we were together for a month. It makes sense. It adds up. It makes sense. I wasn't with anybody else during that month. The timing is right." And, and now she's embarrassed. She was like, I wasn't looking for a father figure for Kara. I was just looking for a place to crash. And I'm going to go somewhere else. And Cal's like, no, 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 you're here now. And I, I didn't know him from the show, but like a lot of people were making a big deal because he was from Game of Thrones. I thought he was uh, Pastor Dylan for a second. He looks I, I know, just like time, Pastor Dylan. At the time the episode came out, a lot of people were just like, yo, that's the dude from Game of Thrones. Hmm. So Allison and the uh, community actors are in final rehearsal in the theater doing this greatness. Really? Right when I need you, you don't work. So uh, Allison and the other community actors are in the final rehearsal of the theater. And Allison is apparently the lead. And, and she's singing, but she still sounds like... I don't know if the... If the director thinks she sounds bad, or if he's just like, "Yo, just save your your voice for the actual performance," but yeah, he came up there and was like, "Cut that shit out! Stop it! Stop it right now!" And yeah, she goes outside after they um, get done with the uh, rehearsing this musical scene, which I just thought was greatness. And did you know the thing that's really strange? The police do not arrange to clean the mess. They take the body and the family in distress is left to deal with the splatter. How the bill doesn't matter, and there's no one you can call to help you through it. Thank God okay. you're here. Okay, 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 here. okay, okay, that's great. I really want to see this play. The play is not like it is here it's just people standing at podiums reading and they're doing the singing or whatever like that all at the podiums it's like a radio play you might as well just listen to the shit 
I want to. <laughs> I want to listen with all my heart, Scar. I want to be where there's blood in the bathroom. Because the look on Sarah's face looked like she was about to bust a move. Like she was so involved. I love community theater when I'm watching it here. Nowhere else. You, you really be mixing the clones up. You. No, Sarah Stubbs. Oh, oh, Sarah Stubbs. Okay, my bad. My bad. That's me. That's me, dog. Yeah, no. The look on her face was like, I'm ready to pop lock. Um, but she goes outside. Aunt Allison, not Sarah. She goes outside and she runs into a young lady who obviously is Angela. DeAngelis. Um, and she's like, I'm a nearby neighbor and I need to borrow your phone because I lock my keys in the car. I need to call my husband. And she tells uh, Allison that she lives in a nearby neighborhood. And Allison's like, what neighborhood did you say you live in? What, what street? Huh. What's that you from? What's that you from? Where your grandmama stay? <laughs> and she's like, I <laughs> don't know you. Stay? Where your grandmama stay? She's like, I don't know you. And she was like, we just moved here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then she was like, thank you for letting me use your phone. Let me buy you a cup of coffee as thanks. No. <laughs> and just took off. So Felix back at the uh back at the summer house asked Cal what he does, and Cal used to do uh micro optics for a drone company. Um but the other partner sold the company out to a defense contractor and he got out. While this is happening, Sarah's upstairs telling Kira about her dad. Like, I know I should have told you, but I just wanted you all to myself. And Kira's like, but you always left. Exactly. Get her. I told you, Kira be knowing. She'd be, mm-hmm. out, she'd be, give, she'd be giving uh, Sarah the blues. Right. Like, your mom hella selfish. She was always leaving. You didn't want me to yourself. Like, what? So... Yeah, um, Cal and Felix. Felix tells Cal that he appreciates that he seems to be both well-heeled and moral. And basically that makes him the perfect sucker for any of Sarah's scams. Um, back at the office at Dyad, uh, Kasima still looking through Jennifer's tapes. And Jennifer seemed to have had a boyfriend who Kasima realized was Jennifer's monitor. And Kasima says that to Delphine and she's like... That's her monitor, just like you're my monitor. And she was like, I don't, something. What What did she say? Um, that I'm starting to, are you starting to trust me, though? And Delphine basically just looked happy that Cosimo was falling back in love with her. Like, how you forget what the fuck she just did to you sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, she basically hit a, hit a, um, a last dragon. I need a bodyguard. I need somebody to guard my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Nick Field get the fuck out of here with that shit. So um Jennifer says she got an offer of treatment from Dr. Leakey, but in the later tape she's mad as hell because ain't nothing happened except her being experimented on and she's looking more and more sick and she realized she's dying. She's a patient in house. This is what house is. Yes. Like every episode of House is let's fuck this person up until we figure out the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so, um, she's Kasima, in a bad episode of House. Kasima. So, how many clones do we know had this three? autoimmune disease? So, far? we only know we only know three that have had the the disease. Okay. And so, Kasima and Delphine do an autopsy on Jennifer's body, and I mean a full autopsy, like they pulling her large intestines out on TV. And both are familiar with uh, all the medical matters that are going on with uh, 
Jennifer and discussed the syndromes that she might have had. And most of the unusual growths were found in her uterus, suggesting that the autoimmune problem started there. And as they're working, Cosima's clone phone rings and Cosima tells Delphine that it's her mother, but you know, it's Allison. Allison is sure that uh, Angie is another monitor and that the jig is up about Donnie and that they're about to move on her. And while she's saying that she's popping pills and following up with drink. Um, and Cosima's like, I, I'm busy. <laughs> and Allison's like, well, Sarah and Felix dipped out on me and you're all that I got left. So we got to deal with this together. And Kasima's like, I'm doing research. I'll call you tomorrow, okay? And Allison says, unless Delphine Black bags you in the back of an SUV and 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 then puts you in a rabbit cage somewhere, then I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> She's not wrong. It could happen. Wrong. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with what she said. But right. it's kind of fucked. It's kind of fucked up that like they're all kind of flaking on her, and it's leading her deeper and deeper into, into a hole. Yeah, and it's it's it, it's gonna go real wrong real soon. Mm-hmm. You can you can see that before before what whatever happens happens. You can see that this is gonna go really badly. And so Felix, before uh, this conversation happens, Felix is talking with Sarah, and he literally he lays into her. Uh, for keeping Kira from Cal and acting like she didn't know who Kira's father was for eight years. Felix was like, I was guessing I had it pinned down to two separate people and you knew this whole time. Um, Sarah's like, she'll patch things up. And Felix is like, you know what? I got to get out of here. It's too crowded here. There's no place for me here with you, Kira and Cal. So I'm going to go to Allison's musical opening the next day because she needs me. Absolutely. Which she does. That's what I said. Like, that's what I was saying. Last, last episode, I was like, yeah, and him, him, and Allison, like they, they, like his his support of Allison is admirable, because everybody else is just like, nah, I can't deal with this shit right now. I can't deal with this housewife shit right now, and she's like going through some real shit, and but it's real, it's real to her, and it's not real to everyone else, except now Felix is like, no, I need to go deal with this, help her deal with this. <sighs> And um, yeah, I, I I love Felix. He's so wonderful. He's the star of every episode, in my opinion. Like Sarah's doing the or uh, yeah, Sarah's doing the heavy lifting, and the clones are doing the heavy lifting. But Felix is just like a breath, like you said, a breath of fresh air. I I appreciate him. Uh, the next day at the theater parking lot, Angie finds Allison again, and Allison's like, "Look, I don't know you. I don't trust you. And if that's your name, Angie, I know what you're here for, and you should tell your bosses it didn't work." And Angela's like, "Nope, you're right. I'm not a neighbor. I'm a cop. And now's a good time for you to tell me everything you know about Beth she, or she Sarah Manning." She tried that thing really quick, right? She was like, "Well, geek, mm-hmm. I tried. I tried." <laughs> hey, if you don't be good, Santa's not going to come five minutes later. I tried. <laughs> right. So, uh, Cal and Sarah are alone as Kira sleeps, and Cal realizes or recalls how she scammed him earlier. Um, she's like, you know, I could have taken more, but I just couldn't. Like, I could have robbed you blind, mm. but I couldn't do it to you. You're welcome. And um, Cal notices the- Thank you. Hmm? I guess that's a thank you. Right? I mean, I've heard worse from Virgos. 
Can't even argue that, can you, Scar? Nope. So, uh, because a Virgo apology is, I could have stopped you. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I could have prevented this thing from happening, but I knew you weren't going to listen to me, so I just let you get fucked up. Exactly, and now you're in a casket. Who's right now? <laughs> so... The guy who plays Felix is just out of the range of being a Virgo. I just want to say that. I believe it. And how short are all of these people? He's 5'10". And he looks so much taller than everyone. He's only 5'10". So everyone must be really short in this show. Um, Actors are usually short. Are they, though? Yeah. I mean, everybody's usually short, but... Because mm, Vince Vaughn is 6'5". Yeah, he's an outlier. So, um, Cal notices a police car driving up, and he's like, Sarah, hide. It's a cop. Hide. And so <laughs> she coppers. <laughs> I called him. So, um, the cop is looking for the shoplifters, uh, which is a mother with a little girl in a stolen truck. And Cal says he hasn't seen them. And the cop is like, look, Cal. Because he sees the rapper of Candy, I guess. The cop told him, hey, they played this game where she was buying a thing of sweet tarts. And then they they robbed me blind for like $50 worth of food. And because I'm a Republican, I'm calling it in. Um, but the cop is like, hey, Cal, you know, we've gone way back. And, I, you know, I, I don't know what else to do to get you to trust me. I haven't arrested you about the weed patch you got in the backyard of your house or nothing. So <laughs> you must be one of them Biden fans. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just tell me, look me in my eye, Cal. Look right here. Look me in my eye. Where the hoes at, Cal? <laughs> Where they at, Cal? Huh? She in the house? Where huh? they at, though? Where they at, though? Uh, 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 where they at, though? And Cal's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so the policeman's like, fine, Cal. If I want to get some answers, go see Cal. And so <laughs> he, he, he dips out. And Sarah's like, you know what? I didn't mean to put you in this circumstance. And Cal's like, no, stay. And she's like, no, I'm going to go wake up Kira. And Cal's like, she just went to sleep. And Sarah's like, she's used to being awakened. And Cal's like, no. I said stay. And they kiss and they move on to relations. Paul who? Paul. Paul who? She did the same thing to Paul. (laughs) Oh, man. Everybody. Sarah runs game on everybody. She wasn't going to leave. She wasn't going anywhere. You just went out and lied to a cop for her. She's not going nowhere. This is like, don't be a menace. Where am I going to find somebody else who's pussy whipped enough to take care of me and my eight kids? (laughs) Nigga, I robbed you. And you still won't kick me out. I didn't tell you about your kid. You still won't kick me out. I'm going to try one more thing. I'm going to be like, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I got you in so much trouble. You still don't kick me out? Okay, I'm going to give you some of this. I'm going to give you some of this She-Hulk. At the theater, Allison is still drinking and dropping pills throughout makeup and warm-ups. And the, and the director makes the full-ass decision to dedicate the performance to Ainsley. And they begin the musical and Donnie and uh, Felix are in the audience. And 
You would never have helped me unless you were wrapped up in it, too. I would have helped you clean up anyway. Forgive me, please forgive me. Oh, God, what have I done? I should have known that this would be the ending to the story we begun. I'm sorry. Now I must marry him someday. I knew I would one day find someone to make me complete. I'll walk down the aisle. And then she falls off the fucking stage and they're like, get a doctor. How? Totally but, fucked up she is. She is on she is on them like she going that good pills and alcohol. Like yo, she is fucked up. Like so fucked up. But she's been like it's just like Loki, they haven't focused on it except for when Felix said something to her. But they haven't but she's been drinking alcohol and popping pills in almost every scene she's in. She's like Jake the Snake in Heroes of Wrestling. Just fucked up. So, you know, Daniel Rosen gets pulled over by a cop and he's calling himself a detective, Peter White. And before he gets pulled over by a cop, he's talking to the small store owner who sounds like the guy Scar's been making fun of this entire time. And the owner's like, yeah, the girl and the and her daughter pulled game on me. So some day glow. <laughs> so some hippie punk. <laughs> Highfalutin trash. No, what he called him? He's called him a um. Fuck! What did he call him? I'm gonna find it. It don't even matter. New Uh, wave. He called him new wave or some shit like that. He called him yeah, new waver. She came in and hustled me so a new waver could come and take the rest of my stuff. (laughs) He must be one of them there Biden fans. And so they uh, get the information that they're looking for, and he dips out. And um, on another place, in another space, Art is driving in the forest and comes across a private road with a sign with the Prolethean fish symbol. Like, y'all not, y'all are obvious, obvious. Which matches a picture he has, and he goes down a road and finds a farm. And, of course, it's the well, Johansson's farm. Who really farm. knows about them other than, like, the clones down know about them, but, like... Who really knows what they are? Yeah, they are the compound like like they Amish. They're very much Amish. Yeah, their shit is weird. And Henrik at this point in time is talking with Gracie and trying to reassure her about their plans for Helena. And he's like, "You're my firstborn, but we have a purpose for Helena, and she'll now be a part of our family." On another country road, Cal's police friend stops Daniel, and though he recognizes him as a detective, he assures Daniel that the people he's looking for are surely somewhere else. And Daniel's like, yeah, you you, you probably right, but he doesn't really mean it. And Cal asks Sarah what's really going on, but Sarah won't let him in on the clone story. And Kira's like, can I go feed the chickens again, Cal? And you know what the rule is? The simple rule of life as a parent is if your daughter's been kidnapped twice, you kind of don't let her out of your sight anymore. Or maybe you should. What? 
maybe they're kidnapping her when they stay around you. So if she's around someone else, they ain't gonna come for her. Maybe you the reason why she getting kidnapped. And she is the reason why she uh, got snatched up this time. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that logic. Like, it's taking me a second. Because, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll walk with that one for a while. So, um, huh? No, I'm good. As uh, Kira is feeding the chickens, uh, Daniel runs up and just grabs her. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. And so she starts screaming for her mom, which is good because the screen doors open or the doors open and the screen doors close so Sarah can hear her. But as she screams for her the first time, Sarah's like, I wonder what the fuck she got into now. You're horrible. <laughs> You're a badass parent. Yeah. So then she screams for her again, and then she finally looks outside and sees that Daniel's out there. So Sarah runs to her, and Daniel points his gun at her. But he's like, it's you I really want, so if you come, I'll let her go. And Cal comes out, and Sarah's like, don't. He's not involved in this. And Daniel's like, he is now, and points the gun at him. And so Sarah runs to him and, and um, diverts him from being able to uh, point the gun at Cal and Cal has the has his rifle poked out the uh, hole in the screen door, and is covering Sarah as they go get in the car. and And Daniel's like, "You're driving," and pushes her into the car, and they take off. But as they're coming out, the county policeman comes in, the one that spotted Daniel earlier, and Daniel immediately shoots him. And as the officers getting a call in to report the uh, the situation. Daniel walks by and shoots him in the head three times because that's how you kill people, Sarah. You double tap. And back at the Johansson farm, Helena's lying in bed in her room and she has on a white dress and it looks like a nice place to start again. Yeah, it's a nice place for a white wedding because everybody in there is white and they're all wearing white. And she looks like she's drugged. With the exception of Mark with his black pants. Right? And Johansson had no regular clothes. Like the rest the rest of them have on white, except for Mark and his black pants. And Heinrich gives a speech to the others about how Helena was created by man, but God has blessed her. And he holds Helena up. She's like limp as fucking unresponsive. And Bonnie ties a band around their hands and says, You're now bound together before God. And this whole thing is weird. It looks like a yeah. wedding ceremony. Yeah, they, they obviously put something in her food. Mm-hmm. Fucking grapes, man. Grapes and kiwis. So were they, like, married? I don't I don't know, because they ain't none of them pastors. They just call each I other think, pastor think, and mother. I think it's one of those ceremonies that you do when you're in a, a polygamy situation mm-hmm. where, you, where you're, you're, you're binded, but, like, you legally can't be married, but, like, you're binded under the Lord. You know, One of those things where you just want to have sex with, you know, Helena real quick and you want your wife to let you. Yeah, but, I mean, technically they don't have sex. No, they don't. So I don't even know why they had to do all of this. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm like wondering because right after that, he's like walking down that long ass hallway with her in his arms. Like, why didn't y'all just put her in a fucking wheelchair? And wheel her down the fucking hallway. Like, she's unresponsive. Like, she can't do anything. She can't say anything. Why did you have to pick her up and walk her across? 
whatever threshold you wanted to do. What reason for the? What is the reason for this? Where there's a will, there's a hallway. Where there's a will, there's a slap. Apparently. So. Shit slaps though. Later on, on a country road, Sarah's driving. She's taking Daniel home to the place he belongs. Daniel's on the phone. Virginia. That's where he's from. John Denver from West Virginia. That song is about West Virginia. It's West Virginia's theme song. Oh my god! I thought West Virginia's theme song is "Are You My Cousin." No. <laughs> no, West Virginia State song is I know you my cousin But why do you see my dick? <laughs> hey little shawty, why don't you come over here? No, 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 no It's a place for us to get in here <laughs> Hey, how you doing little cuz? Let me whisper in your ear <laughs> Or even better I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. <laughs> Maybe when we're line dancing. I mean, you look so enchanting. Give me a chance and let me stick my pants in. <laughs> no, no, no. Time when we're line dancing, for, you look so... No. When we're line dancing, you look so enchanting. Let me get a chance and drop my pants and then, oh, we're getting real close like cousins. (laughs) (laughs) You're making this family time. (laughs) You're making this family. I know that you're my cousin, Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> I see you're my cousin, cat, 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 cat. I remember you from way back, back, back. Do you remember me? We met when you were three. You was this big. <laughs> Come get cousin hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So anyway, um, Daniel's on the phone saying he has Sarah, but he doesn't have Kira. And he keeps looking at Sarah because Sarah's talking to him. That's the way you do it when you're being nice. Did Sarah not see the truck? Or did she see the truck and just kept going hoping the truck would hit Daniel? No, she didn't see Because that. out the peripherals, as you're driving, you should be able to see a truck coming on the right side. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because remember, Daniel was to her right. Yeah, so if Nisha's sitting right here to my right, her head ain't that big. I can still see out that window. Daniel's looking at her, so he shouldn't see. But Honestly, or do they have not, soundproof windows? No, her focus is not what's happening outside of that car in that moment. It's the gun. Yeah. So, yeah, soundproof windows or something? Because that truck was going at a pretty high speed. I have and questions. I, and how, how did he know that she had her seatbelt on and he didn't? Mm. <laughs> mm. So, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can leave a review on Spotify. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the good pods and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Um, 
You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. Thank you. Uh, Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. And I'm Rashani. The show's uh, Twitter feed is RTO Podcasts. Brandon, you've been awful quiet for like the last half of the show. What 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 you doing? Listening to your bad jokes. How dare you, good sir? <laughs> I'm just kidding. My jokes I'm aren't a, bad jokes. My jokes I are dad jokes. There's a difference. No, I can't. I'm, I can't. I can't do the singing freestyle thing, so I don't participate in those because I have nothing to offer. Uh-huh. Hang I'm out with me long it. enough, you'll get in. Scar didn't used to be able to do it either. <laughs> no, but I this this nigga do be having me jukeboxing sometimes. I don't know where this shit be coming from, like you know. But you know, niggas only jukebox when they feel good. So yeah, when we're comfortable. Yeah, we comfy. So, um. Damn it, comforter just popped in my head. You know what? I just, the best part of that song is when he says, where they do the, uh, I will comfort, comfort, comfort you. It's such a friend zone thing to say. Like, don't leave. I will comfort as you're blocking the door. Tell me, what did he do to make you cry this time? (laughs) Tell me. Marvin's room ass song. So, um, the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. And the podcast email address. We need some voicemails. I need y'all to get up on these voicemails, yeah. I want I want to hear y'all. He wants to hear you. Kiss me through the phone. No. So, um, you can also leave an email at return to Oswald at gmail.com. Bottom line, thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace up. Comfort you. Theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven.
You can contact him on makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com. Or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, you slip. 